All right, here we are. Here we are. Welcome here, back. Here we are. Welcome here back. We are. Here we are. Here <laughs> are we. All of the variations. All of just imagine all that, and we'll stop doing it. And this is Scott. And this is Ollie. This is science in between. It is here we are. In, in or between. science in between. Oh, don't, we're not doing this for everything, Ollie. <laughs> That's just not a thing we're going to do. Okay. I just follow your lead, brother. Uh, I'm just saying. It's it was a one time you know it was hilarious everybody loved it now let's move along yeah, you, you, I, you're gonna kill the bit I know that's but that's who I am that's what I do all right so I'll set this up I'll <laughs> I set this bit. up I kill the bit drive it into the ground I'm gonna get you a T-shirt that says I kill the bit <laughs> nice yeah that could be on our uh, on our, our Patreon account our, that's right our Patreon yeah <laughs> uh, yeah we're just making. You know, tons of shirts and stickers. Oh, I mean, we're going through it like madness. People yeah. like, ooh, whoo. Yeah. Okay. That's the self-deprecating part of uh, our, our show. Let's move yep. on. Check, All if, right. If you're playing, if you're playing Check. science in between bingo, <laughs> now you're just waiting for also, epistemology and uh, yeah. <laughs> practice. Also, also practice. <laughs> the themes of the show. <laughs> yeah. Themes of the show. As yeah. we've talked about before on the show. <laughs> yeah, that's the uh, yeah the page yeah. Uh, that's available on our Patreon account too. Uh, the bingo bingo cards, bingo cards with mm-hmm. uh, yeah custom little stamp so that you can yeah. stamp on the bingo card with yeah with with Ollie's head and Scott's head right. So you get you get to pick which head you want to <laughs> yes. have the one with stamp. hair or without or, hair. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's real simple to tell us apart. Otherwise, everything's exactly the same. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, that's great. All right, so here's here's the uh, the topic today, and you know, I, I it's summertime, and this is usually a time where I start downloading games on my phone again. Yeah, because the living <laughs> Cause is I have easy. Time. Yeah, because I'm like I'm sitting out in the sun, you know, enjoying. Yeah. And I was thinking, you know, uh, even though I don't play a lot of science type games, I mean, I play a ton of games, like mm. you know, like I'm I'm mainly a word game guy. Mm. Like you know, my all time favorite game is Scrabble. Um, I know it's like an old school game, but I, I love word games. Gosh, do I love word games? Um, which I'll save my joy. I have a joy with a new game game based joy. That's a game based joy. That's at the end of the show. Stick around for that. Previews of coming attractions. I realize we haven't really talked about games on on, like in our 146 episodes that we've done, you know, Mm -hmm. we've, we haven't really talked about games at all, like in games and simulations and, where does that fit in the in the science education? Like it's and how does that relate to the next generation science standards? And does it, you know? Because um, I mean, those are different, right? I mean, we with seri- like there's simulations, there's games, there's video games, there's you know serious games, there's gamification, there's like games, 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 yeah. and yeah. like so. I think that probably a good starting unpack some of those that terminology so we're all on the same page or at least you and i are on the same page right yeah yeah i mean i think you know games and gamification though gamification is a more recent notion but gaming and and its relationship to education has been around as long as we've had well probably games but certainly computers right sure so a lot of early computer games um the educational ones uh were sort of just other games that got adapted to be um to be educational games so the sort of like the one i remember from being a kid was the it was sort of like galaga you had a little ship at the bottom but it was a math game and you had you had like a math problem at the top and then you had to blast the answer with your little spaceship 
pew. Yeah, it made that sound. Pew, sure. pew, pew, pew. So, well, yeah. I, I did, you know, a little, little quick uh, Google searching in preparation for the show, and oh, I found a you book. You prepared. I, I like did. the ones where you prepare. Uh, called Games and Simulations in Science Education. All right. So that's the name of the book. Yeah. Games and what what do you think it came out? Games and Simulations in Science Education available on Eric. So you can download it. Oh, well, that tells you something. I know. It does it. That's the hit uh, right there. 85. 81. 1981. Not too bad. I was in the book. I know. Yeah. And so (laughs) I was blown away that like that was a a conversation even then. So that's like when you and I would have been in, you know, middle school and and things. Yeah. But the Apple was available, right? Right. The Apple computer was out and available and people were using it for that. Yeah. So so I, I, I see simulations as being different than games and gamification sure. as being different. But I also think that there's this terminology called serious games that's in there. Like, you know, I think whenever, so I'll like, I'll, I'll try to unpack some of this. Like gamification is whenever you're using game elements in for something else to, to, for motivational purposes in some other setting and in classrooms, it would be like, I don't know, like, you know, like Nearpod and people can get, get points or something, you know, and like you're, you're trying to add game elements like competition and like, you know, storylines and all that. There's like a ton of different game elements that you can bring into your classroom, but it's using those game elements as a way um, to foster some engagement with students, you know, that's. Yeah. You know, it, it's changing the mechanics of our, your classroom um, to help build some motivation and engagement. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, right. So, so that I think the key is, like you said at the beginning, it's taking elements of, of games, whatever that may be, um, competition or, or um, points or levels yeah. or whatever, and converting that into some analog in the educational system you're trying to impact. And it's not just education. Like the whole gamification concept is not just an education. It's like in everything. Like they, you know, there's all kinds of apps that gamify things. Like if you like play Duolingo, they have, you know, they have gamified that. If you've uh, some apps like Starbucks, they have, you know, gamification in there where you can like, oh, you're a level one person. Now you moved up to level two. Oh, you're in competition with somebody else. Like there's lots of like apps like that, that, you know, and other things too. So it's not just, you know, it's everywhere. Apps. It's everywhere. And that they they know that people, you know, it's, it's in kind of like how we're wired to play games. You know, we play games differently, but I think we all play some sort of game. You know, we're all like involved in mm-hmm. gaming in some, don't you think? Yeah. Deep thoughts. Yeah. Deep yeah. thoughts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but that's different than like a game in a classroom, like, uh, like not, necessarily changing the mechanics of your class but using the game to teach some concept or to teach some, to help kids or students learn something so like you know i think about way back in the day uh like a stock market game or something that somebody sure. would you know well what idea- was the um oh my gosh the wagon train game that you played uh, where, yeah oh, i'll think of it but where you had like a, a group of people and you had to <clears throat> But the materials that you needed for your trip across uh, across America, and then sure, and, there's and people, people are in the audience yelling at us. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. They're shouting yeah. Oregon Trail. Oh, so, well, I could say, well, you could have just said it. I did. Just you now, said, I did. But you could have said it earlier. 
I know. I was waiting. I was trying to give you the chance to get <sighs> to it on your think own. Think of it on. Yes. This is what old people do for each other. I know. Like, I was like, I'm, I'm trying to give you the opportunity to get your brain to work. Turns yeah. out failure. Well, Oregon Trail, like I, I here's a like a secret. I've never played Oregon Trail in my mm. entire life. I've never played it. Not well, once. it's been updated. You can get it in the Apple's arcade store. You can you mm. can have it on your phone and start playing tomorrow. People find that surprising. Also that I've never played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Not once. Yeah. Never. Once. Never. 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 For all the games I played. Not, not those two. Not one of them. For all the games. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So like, so I, the idea behind serious games is whenever like, like, so that that's the kind of term that's been sort of appropriated for educational games. Like games are designed to teach something. And there's a whole scholarship world that's built up around serious games. Yep. How does that relate to simulations? Well, again, like simulations is a whole kettle of fish, right? Like it's it not is. one thing. Right. Um, so, you know, science uses simulations like hard science, natural sciences yep. use simulations all the time. They call them, sometimes they call them simulations. Sometimes they call them models. Um, so the difference, the difference between that, those, the way that I think about the difference between a model and a simulation, a model tends to be based on evidence and a simulation tends to be based on um, essentially theory or explanations co- that have been turned into mathematical equations. So you use physics, um, which is to say F equals MA. You use force, you use complex versions of math to create an environment that does much of what the system that you're interested in does so that you can study it. And um, so it's not based on data. It's based on um, extractions of mathematics that came from data and then reusing those equations to build something so that you can study it. Um, so, but, but generally speaking, the idea of a simulation is it's something that is meant to recreate a real thing in a way that's in some way useful or fun. So there was a game um, probably in the late eighties, I'm trying to remember when this called the Sims that was yeah. a game that basically simulated life. And people were like, who would want to play that? Well, it turns out a lot of people do. And we know that now. But, um, but you know, you could have a little person. They could live in a little house. You could buy furniture for them. They could wander around the neighborhood. They could, you know, have a job, whatever. So it was a simulation of life. So, so that's, a, you know, a simulation has some relationship, specific relationship to the real world um, that games don't necessarily have to have. Uh, sometimes they do, but um, even then, the purpose isn't to to recreate or or to study. It's it's just to have a context for the game. Like if you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a game about you know military people, you need to have a world where those people can exist. But the purpose isn't to simulate it. It's to provide a gaming experience. Yeah, the I remember way back in the day. What was the physics simulation? The big simulation. Uh, game. It wasn't really a game. It was uh, like a platform of software that you could almost simulate anything. You're like, oh, I want to build an inclined plane. And it would yeah. simulate it. Well, I mean, there have been, uh, I don't know if you're thinking of the... Um, interactive was... physics. Oh, yeah. Okay. Interact- so yeah interactive yeah. physics. There it is. It came into my brain. There it is. Interactive physics. So inter- interactive physics, you could basically model anything and then like build it and then it would run through it. That I think the design of that is that you are trying to test different aspects 
and then you know see how it performs. And I think that there's lots of simulations, weather si- systems, um, astronomical systems that you know there's you could Google science simulations. There's tons of them out there. Yeah. Um, but the the idea is that they're you know predictable. They're you know modeled well. There's some sort of mathematics that's happening behind the scenes. But I think that some where it becomes a game is whenever because there's a difference between simulations and games. And I think it really comes down to when it starts to employ those game elements, right? When they start to say, okay, we're going to put points on this. We're going to do some sort of competition on it, which Mm -hmm. then kind of kicks it up. You know, you're still trying to teach those or model those things. um, But what you're doing is adding some elements to it to make it more motivating and engaging for students, you know? And there's things out there like, it's like, Oh, hey, you're trying to man a spaceship to get to this planet, you know, mm-hmm. and you're trying to figure out the best, you know, I don't know, velocity to leave the planet and the best route, whatever. And then you get scored, you score points based on that. Right. Yep. And that so whereas one, you could just simulate the experience. But then when you start to add the points and, you know, competition, strategy, you know, storyline, throw some a timer on that. And voila, now we have a game. Now you got a game. And a leaderboard, put up a leaderboard. Got to have a leaderboard. Have you a do have to have a leaderboard, yeah. like, you know, because that's where the whole competition thing comes in, yeah. you know? And then that's where, so where do you land on all that stuff in science education? Well, I mean, you know, we just went through about how much diversity there is in there. So, yeah. I mean, my, you know, I have, I have some completed and some active research projects that are built around simulations. So I I find simulations and certainly models we talk about all the time, but simulations as a thing, I think are incredibly powerful uh, in science. And, and as I said, like we know that science folks actually use them to do, to understand the phenomenon they're trying to understand. So they're legitimate, you know, they're aligned with NGSS in that sense. Like they're, they're a part of how science gets done. And so I think simulations make a lot of sense. Um, in the context of science learning, I mean, gaming, maybe, I mean, I think the problem with gaming, um, is when you transition from, I'm trying to think about how to put this exactly, but when, when you add gamification or whatever that is, for me, that is inherently a fun sauce thing, right? Right. What you're essentially doing is introducing some extrinsic thing that is going to drive people to do what you want them to do. um, As opposed to a context and where they're trying to figure stuff out for themselves. Now that doesn't mean that it's obviously not black and white. Um, There are games that involve figuring things out that are really fascinating and people love them puzzle games and, um, you know, there's there's a long history of those kinds of, you know, escape roomy sorts of game yeah. things where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, so but I do think that when you add gamification, when you add those elements, usually the reason you're doing it is because the thing that you're trying to get people do to do is intrinsically not very interesting. And so you're trying to figure out a way to make it compelling. Um, and that gets done by creating these game elements on top of it. Yeah. I, I used uh, games. I'm using air quotes there, but they can't mm. see that. So no, they can't, but I appreciate no. you speaking it out loud. Made it easier. Sure. Um, when, when I was teaching high school physics, um, I, I started, so I, my students would, 
whenever I would do an exam, this exams are pretty, you know, typical physics exams. I would do some conceptual questions and I would do some problems, you know, mm-hmm. and the students always struggled with the conceptual problems always. Yeah. And so um, I was like, okay, I need to dedicate more time to getting the students to, you know, talk about these things. And, and so I created like a Jeopardy game, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, at True. the time it was classic. like classic Jeopardy game. And I did this whole thing with, you know, PowerPoint where the students could select mm-hmm. things. And mm-hmm. and so little by little, this, you know, it just started with, hey, you know, pick one, talk with your neighbor, answer it, right? And mm-hmm. then the students were like, hey, we should get uh, the quiz bowl buzzers. Oh, there you go. So I went and got the, you know, talked mm, to the quiz bowl. Quiz bowl. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, so we had the quiz bowl busters. So, you know, I had a class of usually like 25 students and I would have, you know, 12 different teams, pairs, you know, with everybody having a buzzer <laughs> and they would buzz in. And so then it really became this thing, right? When, yeah. um, and they loved it, but some people didn't. But, but there's a but so, coming. Well, what I found was that it was, it became its own thing. Like it was, mm. it had taken over the class and some, and it became such a competitive thing that some students were just like checking out. They were just yeah. like, and I'd have students come into the classroom and say, Hey, I'm just going to sit in the back of the room. And I just, I learned more from looking at the questions and hearing the answers than actually playing the game. Mm. And I was like, Ooh. Yeah, that's not my goal. Oh. My goal, my goal isn't the game. You know, my goal right. is about the learning. Yeah. And so eventually I just was like, okay, I am just pulling all of it out. And then we I still kept the, you know, the the Jeopardy board, but then mm-hmm. I brought in whiteboards and every student had to answer, every group of students had to answer every single question because then I could assess what the students were doing. So I yeah. st- still had some and then they kept their own scores. Right. Yeah. So if the, just to keep that as as an element in there um, and then, you know, maybe a little bit of competition, but there's no more buzzers, no more like, you know, hardcore, like people yelling at each other. And that's what it ended up becoming was this this overly competitive um, environment that I I just like, nah, nah, no, it's not not good. It's not productive. But then it also became like, like almost like trivia, right? It became like, yeah. almost like it, like, Hey, let's go to the, you know, the Applebee's and play trivia on a Friday night, you know? And I was like, nah, that's not what, you know, this class is about. It's not what science is about. And yeah. so I worry whenever the, you know, we talk about the fun sauce, the engagement piece is the, the main purpose for, you know, incorporating games. And then it's just, it's almost at a, at a sacrifice to the things that we want to see being done in science, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, making good arguments, evaluating evidence, you know, making arguments based on evidence and all like, and when it just becomes, you know, concept trivia, concept jeopardy, you know, where it's like, Hey, who can shout out the, you know, the, the moons of Saturn, the quickest, you know? Yeah. Well, and I, and I think another sort of, pernicious problem with this gamification thing is um when you remove those elements then so when they so if you if you turn your whole classroom into gamification now you've got everything's all gamified people you know like i i can remember like people in social studies who are like oh well we're gonna have this we're gonna have our own currency here in the classroom and you get you make you make money by 
getting right answers or getting good grades or whatever it is. And then you can spend that money on these things and that'll help us understand economics and blah, blah, blah. Well, the the problem with all this gamification stuff is then when people leave school, now all the the reason that they engaged in all the, that activity that had to do with thinking about whatever it was, science or math or social studies, um, is gone because you're out in the world. Um, yeah, I, I I see that. I see that there is a, a challenge when we have students in one environment learning one way and doing things one way, and then they go into another environment and it's not the same. And that, but I always worry about that being the, the, like a rationale. Cause that's like the, Oh, we've got to have rigor because when you get to college, it's going to be rigorous. And it's like, well, you know, that argument doesn't always, it's, it's kind of like a straw man argument, right? Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I mean, I get, I guess the point I was trying to make, which I wasn't making very clearly is, um, that what that means is if if the only time that people have ever done any thinking in science was when they were given like lollipops for doing it, then <laughs> when they're out in the world uh, or levels or points or whatever, then when they're out in the world, like they have no intrinsic interest in it. And so they're not going to engage. They don't they don't think about these things in an active and interesting way. So I think the the problem is you sort of like um i don't overload their receptors uh for this kind of stuff and there's a potential that they just aren't interested in it unless it's gamified um and and then you know that's sort of a problem because we want people to well i mean ideally we want people to be interested in science because science is interesting but it's not going to be interesting to everybody i mean i get that like not everybody reads you know nerdy science books in their spare time about like octopus intelligence like that's just not a thing that people are doing but and they should be but but um you know like figuring out how to at least help them understand that science can be interesting i think would be great and um and doing if every time they've engaged with this stuff they've been sort of you know forced into it through gamification then it feels like it's just it's just not going to ever feel interesting to me so where where do you see it being okay like i i think that like you know it has a place there's definitely a place for games and simulations and serious games in in science classrooms but you know do you agree with that? Like, do you agree that? Yeah. I mean, I obviously agree. simulations, you, you, you're you on the side of simulations because, yeah. 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 I mean, simulations, I, I think it's inarguably because they're tools of science. So that's like saying, sure. should, should you do labs? Well, of course you should do labs because that's the thing that science, you know, scientists do work in labs and, and doing work and, in labs. And simulate, and let, let's face it, simulations, there are some things that we just cannot do as labs That's in right. classrooms. Absolutely. And those are the ones, like, really things on really big scales, yeah. like, you know, and things on really small scales. Those are perfect for, or things that may be dangerous, you know, for yeah. students. Absolutely. You know, like, I mean, those are all perfect settings for simulations. Right? Exactly. Those, I mean, I think the gamification question I would ask myself as a teacher is, am I adding these elements or am I doing this thing because the only way I can get my students to engage with it is to add some fun or flavor or technology or whatever. Otherwise, they're not going to do it. Well, then I think you have to ask yourself, is this thing worth doing? So I, I think it can be a litmus test for you to think about what you're trying to accomplish in your classroom. And there are there are times when you want to just have your kids 
have fun in your class. I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that. I mean, Jeopardy was fun for some of the kids in your class. There are yeah. other ways that playing games are fun for kids in class. And I don't think that's a bad thing. Like, I'm not saying, I, I think that's why we talk about it as fun sauce rather than fun. I mean, classes can be fun and they can be intellectually stimulating, but I do think the more you, the more of this that you're doing where you're layering in game elements because you can't get your kids to engage with stuff that you're doing without it, then I think you have to ask like, what, what is the fundamental problem here? The fundamental problem, you know, again, it feels to me like if you're adding game elements to get your kids to do this stuff, then in some respects, you're having a deficit model of your kids. Like you're saying, well, the only way that they're going to be interested in science is if I layer in all this engagement stuff, that's going to entertain them as opposed to saying, actually, if you set up places and opportunities for kids to think about these ideas, they actually will be engaged. It's just harder to do. It's harder to set up those scenarios than it is to say, well, we're going to give you a game or an iPad or whatever. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That's a good litmus test, um, you know, to, to think about, like, if if you pulled this game out, would it be, you know, something that the students would still be interested in? And or that strip the, away the game elements. It, right. right. Yeah. yeah. And, and but I but I think that it's 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 hard it's hard that's a hard litmus test, especially when you're yeah. dealing with like middle school kids or like you know yeah. who you know may only be you know interested in I don't know like something other than science, right? And, sure. And, yeah, I mean, I guess the question is: is games the only way to solve that problem? Right? Like right. There, are, you know, for example, could you just say like, okay, I have a block schedule, we have eighty minutes partway through, I'm going to give you five minutes and you guys can do what you want. You can pull out books, you can talk to each other, you can get out your computers and game or whatever. Um, to, but, you know, and also in fairness, this goes to th- something that we do talk about on the show, which is, you know, when you put kids in small groups, if you think they're going to be on task all the time, then you don't understand how human beings are. So yeah. there is time built into that. I mean, it's part of the inefficiency, but it also is building community, like putting these kids in groups and letting them talk about ordinary stuff with each other is how they get to trust and build relationships with each other. So so that stuff can happen, again, naturally in, in some ways in a classroom without having to you know, layer on artificial things to make it more engaging. Well, I think that the the... The challenge is, you know, if that the game isn't there, how do we make it relevant for students? How do we make it make kids be connected to the content? So in a way, it's like it's like like cheating, right? Not like, not yeah. really cheating, but it is a way to get like because the harder work would be to say, okay, how can I make this this content relevant and meaningful for my students? Yeah, and finding those the either the phenomenon or or whatever the topic or the way to you know connect it to their lives that's the hard work right yeah. the hard work is thinking about and knowing your students well enough that you can say okay these are the things that the kids are interested in or these are the things and how do i make connections between that and my content that's hard work the easy work is hey let's just give them some you know dopamine right, right. through yeah, games yeah. Right, right, exactly. Let's yeah. Maybe that's the next thing we'll do is uh instead of playing games, we'll just have like uh dopamine IVs for all our kids right. and we'll have a little button at the front of the class and we'll just bleep, 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 bleep. Yeah. A little like little dopamine ejector whenever we say momentum. 
Yeah. Oh, hey, Whoa. momentum. Yes. I love physics. <laughs> Physical is great. <laughs> I'm literally addicted to it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. I, I don't know if we'd get IRB for that. I no, probably sure. not. Probably, probably not. not. Though we'd crush the SRTEs, man. Right. The stu- student evaluation. Sorry for those of you who don't know uh, yeah. Penn State evaluation speak. Yeah. So, I mean, all the students would be like, I love this class. This is, this is the, the best most class. amazing class I've ever and had. Then, and then when I leave class, I just want to come back. <laughs> I just want to go back to class. I sometimes so <laughs> sleep outside of class because I can't wait to get back in. And I, I fall into a depression whenever I'm not in, right. in class. It's like, oh, wow. <laughs> I've I've tried self-medicating and it doesn't work. I need class. I need more class. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, I don't think that's right, what we're, we're talking about addiction. Yeah. That was probably. Yeah, no, I know. Uh, yeah. But yes, I, I was more talking about like the effects of dopamine. Right. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, that's like, that's what addiction is. I mean, it's yeah. So, yeah. But happy I, days. I, happy days <laughs> right there. Literally. Okay. <laughs> We well, I didn't expect us to talk about addiction when you got talk about. Well, there's game. another there's another bingo phrase. I didn't expect us to. <laughs> do, do, do. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That's that is absolutely right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm like, so do you think that there's any part of the next generation science standards that is uniquely connected to games, like, like? Um, I don't know about connected to games. I mean, certainly connected to simulations. If you think of simulations as a kind of model or a system model or whatever, but I, I mean, I don't think with good reason that the NGSS includes gamey stuff in it. Um, sorry, that sounds weird because that. Yeah. Yeah. Gamey. Gamey. Stuff. Gamey. Not, not what we mean, yeah, no, but, no. I, but I don't think, um, yeah, like, I, I don't gamey. see like, exactly. Uh, not the same thing. No. Right. Very different idea. Um, right. I don't, I don't think there's anything inherently, uh, linked between NGSS and games that I, I think games and gamification and that sort of stuff is, I think considered to be, and rightly so, um, cross contextual, like you can do that in lots of different classes. So I don't think there's anything that um, is inherently game game focused in NGSS. But I don't know. What do you think? Well, I don't. I don't know. I think that. So, just a uh, if somebody just came on to our show today and aren't familiar with the Next Generation Science Standards, which mm. you know would be shocking. But you know, science engineering practices, the disciplinary core ideas, and the cross-cutting concepts. Those are the three big areas of components of the, components of the next generation science standards. I I don't know. I think that um, I could probably make a case that some of those practices might be the ones that you know are are better suited for games. Maybe you know. Yeah, I mean, that's a different question. I think though, because what think do you what mean? you asked is there is there an inherent like is is there something specific about games that fit with NGSS as opposed to could you use games to support right. particular practices? I think that question, the answer to that question is probably yes. Yeah, and I, I think that's maybe the way I intended it was like, uh, you know, are games better suited for different aspects of of it? And and yeah. maybe the, I worry like because most people are f- focus like see that disciplinary core ideas as like that content stuff. Oh, this is the content I teach, and yeah. you know that's how we you know within the work we're doing that a lot of people approach it. It's like oh, I already do this, and they're just like because they're just focusing on the DCIs and they're missing the other aspects. But I think that maybe you know provide some opportunities for us to um you know maybe dig in because I think about like I don't know like right now Minecraft. I have a seventeen year old who is yeah. like 
refound Minecraft. Like it's like yeah. Minecraft will disappear for a while and then it just comes back. Yeah. You know? And so he has a group of uh friends who are all like on Discord and they're all playing Minecraft together. Yeah. And that's amazing how that game has, you know, really just taken over. Yeah. Well, and, I think I think the opportunity to set up your own servers has made a huge difference. Sure. And the the ability to try things out and yeah. you know, and it gives that sort of, you know, and they have like, you know, different things that they're all working on, yeah, right? They're right. all working on different parts and sometimes they engage with other people outside of their <clears throat> their little group, but then yep. so you know, I I think of that as as being like a place where you know some of those science and engineering practices would be a perfect place to. And I'm just pulling that out of the air because I, right now, literally right now, my son's downstairs. Playing. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, <laughs> as yeah. the kids say. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, but I mean, yeah, I th- I think there's opportunities there. There's opportunities for and and, but I I don't know like how we would, you know, I worry about how we say that to a parent well i'm playing minecraft today at school yeah well <laughs> you know again it's sort of like um you know so much of it is about the way that you frame it and the activities yeah. that they're engaged in while they're doing it so you know uh, there are ways that playing minecraft is interesting and and important maybe even for how kids learn stuff and then there's some of it that's less so you know i mean like the version of that that i think of when i was younger right was lego and um lego bricks and playing with those and um building and taking apart and rebuilding and you know using your imagination i mean minecraft has a very similar vibe in many regards to to uh, lego um obviously it's a lot more you know active the things move around things are not in your control that are part of the part of the play um that make it very interesting but but that idea of like constructing things out of smaller like little component parts as a way of understanding how things fit together and how how you can build things i mean i think that's it's fascinating and um you know especially for some kinds of kids that that can be endlessly fascinating like um and 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 you learn a lot from it so i i think that stuff is great i'm just not you know, connecting that to science, I think, well, okay, I think the clearest path into NGSS or good science instruction that I can see gaming potentially having power is in the engineering practices. So we talk a lot less about those, but right. um, but engineering practices have are, are essentially similar to the science practices. They're integrated in many respects, but there's slight variations. So, so you are um, trying to solve a problem instead of answering a question, right? So, um, or asking questions. So this identifying a problem that you're trying to solve, like a place like Minecraft or other games, that could be an incredibly powerful place sure. to fool around with that because you are experimenting with ideas and trying things out and seeing if the solution works. So, um, and that shades a little into simulation, but the idea of games and engineering feel, feel like a pretty good match to me in many regards. Well, I also think about like, you know, they just had the, the Apple uh, release recently of the VR headsets, you know, if you the VR AR headsets, so Vision pro, Right. So these things are, uh, if you aren't aware, um, Apple just released this 
Vision Pro thing. $3,500 is the entry-level yeah. um, model. And what it does is it has a virtual reality aspect and then also has an augmented reality aspect. Mm-hmm. Virtual reality is whenever you're in some virtual world and experiencing something like 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 Minecraft, if you are it, but you're actually in that world. Whereas, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you see it and as you you know, as you move your head, the world changes because your perception of the world mm-hmm. changes and all that. Um I've been playing with, you know, I have one of the uh the Facebook ones, right? The metal the meta ones. Okay. Yeah. And I mean they're they're great. And I played around with some <clears> of the <throat> educational pieces on there and some of the games on there. And I think there's some opportunities um there. And this kind of goes back to the Brian Brown book, right? Because he had a big mm-hmm. chapter on on that being a possibility of of the future. And I I I think at the time we probably were like, you know, eh, you know, but I don't know. I think there might be some places for that now. Like as we as it starts to expand and grow, um, certainly the Apple thing is gonna like change the innovation that happens in that world, you know? Yeah, um, yeah I agree. I mean, I think those there there will be new games and new kinds of games that come out of that and sure. and even more so simulations. I mean, you can imagine a simulation where you can actually go into the earth and explore the interior the core, layers yeah. of the earth using virtual reality. And that, that could be really interesting, especially if you add in an AR sort of layer on top of that, where you could take measurements or, or investigate things by reaching out and touching them. Um, I mean, I think, well, this is a distraction. I think the headset thing, because I think there's another whole path we could go down with that, but, sure. but, um, but yeah, I think, I think AR and VR are increasingly going to become part of the way that we interact with the world. And, and it'll be interesting to see what that does in terms of science, like being able to, excuse me, being able to point your phone at a landscape and have your phone identify the plants uh, yeah. that are in the landscape. I mean, I think that could, that's going to be really interesting. Like we already have that stuff for, for the sky. So you can buy apps that you just point at the the sky and it'll say, Oh, this is that constellation. This is that constellation. This is that star. And you can move it around. And, um, well, so that, not only that for plants, you could do a plant, you like, and click on like a t- click on a, right. fly, a leaf, take a picture. And it'll tell you what the kind of plant it is. My, my, my brother is becoming a, a birder. Um, oh yeah, and so he has this app. I was just visiting him a few weeks weeks ago, and he had an app in which you could. It has a microphone. It listens and it'll identify all uh, the birds bird song. Yeah. by the bird song. And I'm just like, and he's sitting there. He's like, okay, there's a finch. There's this. There's that. And he's yeah. listening to all the birds that it picked up. Just in, and you know, he was like, just totally stoked by it, geeking out on this. Yeah, but I mean. But again, it's like, how do we use that information? Is it just right. for, you know, identifying things or is it about like collecting that data and doing something with it? You know, it's like, yeah. oh, hey, this is a maple tree. Who right. cares? You right. know? I mean, it's I guess right. it's it. Well, I mean, people do care, well, um, but it's but it it's and, you know, being able to turn that into a game where it's like, who can identify the most birds or how, can, how many trees right. can you identify? It's like. Okay, that's 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 a, missing the point. That's but, like but I do dope, think that's a dopamine blast, right? Right. That's, but that's I do think that. you know to your point. I mean, this does have fascinating um, implications for how we can use these things in science education. Because if you can scan your environment and identify the plants uh, 
or in in the case of birds and and increasingly probably animals generally well now you can do really interesting environmental and ecology pattern finding because right. you can walk around your your garden at home and and find out what plants are there and then go to your schoolyard and then somebody else does the same thing and now you're like well why is it that you have maple trees and i only have pine trees in my yard um, or why is it that you've got this kind of grass and I've got these other kinds of plants in my yard? And and then what are the animals that are associated with that? So, I mean, I do think there's huge potential in that sense for how um, I think we've switched now from games to. I know we, we have. VR, I, just so. same, I just was thinking the same thing that we have strayed a good bit. But I think yeah. that um, but they're not unrelated. You know, it's it's all like in that sort of, you know, milieu of. Mm. Uh, you know, games, simulations. It, well, you know. especially because when we talk about games now, we increasingly mean technology-based games. Like we weren't right. talking about like Settlers of Catan or Dungeons and Dragons to your earlier point or other sort of board or non-technology games. I love Settlers of Catan. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so. Big fan of that. Yeah. You know, but I don't see there's any place for that in our science classrooms. No, know? no. I was just yeah. saying, like, that's how we shifted from games and simulations yeah. into this AR VR. In addition to the fact that you were talking about the headset, it's just that. Well, I think that Minecraft is the mm-hmm. thing for me. As I started thinking about, like, you know, existing in that world of Minecraft, that's when I started to think a little bit about, like, because that's an immer- semi immersive experience. As a first person, you're playing that as a person going through the world, mm-hmm. right? So you're, sure. you know, it's not like. I mean, I guess you can play with like a little avatar, but then other people yeah. play where it's it's absolutely first person, you yeah. know? Sure. And and then that's where my brain started going with, okay, well, if if Minecraft is like that and that where's opportunities for Minecraft, then the virtual reality isn't that far away from that, right? Mm-hmm. It's um it's just it's a much more immersive in that you than wearing a headset. And and if folks don't know what augmented reality is, because we kind of buzzed right by that without really talking about what that term meant, it's whenever like there's it. Well, we did. Like, I think we did explain, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it's what like I, I think you talked about it in like in practice, but usually what an aug- augmented reality means is, and there's apps that do this on your phone. You could do this now, where you know it, you like we talked about with leaves and birds and all that. It's like you, there's some sort of interface where you can look at the world and it provides information. Like you, like a lot of campuses do this now where you can yeah. go on a self-guided tour and you have your phone and click on a building and it's like, Oh, this is the student union. And this is it puts uh, a layer of information on top right. of what you're looking at that makes it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. and but the thing, I the thing just going back to Minecraft real quick. I mean, I think that the tricky thing about Minecraft is it's not technically a game. It's really a, a creation environment in the same way that right. Lego isn't a game, right? Lego is a, a opportunity for you to produce things out of out of smaller things. I mean, there are game elements to some parts of Minecraft or depending on how you're playing it um, or using it or doing it. But it is a weird, not weird, but it's not clearly in the category of game. It's much more in the category of, I mean, you could argue it's in the category of simulation. Um, but it certainly um, is, you know, not there. You, it's not like you gain levels or you get, I mean, you can create yeah. more, it, more of your environment. You can build a nicer house. You can have a nicer, you know, you can collect whatever. stuff, you, you can, can collect, you know, and that kind of gives you different levels, you know, cause you, of the stuff you have and the At stuff least you can status do. levels. Yeah. Right. 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 There's yeah. no like leaderboard or anything, but no. you know, yeah. So games, and simulations. So 
games. Speaking of games, oh, wow, my joy, uh-huh. okay, is a game that's just uh, I don't know. Like I play a, a lot of word games. I told you this, and I yeah. have an ongoing, you know, three year game that I've been playing. Games I've been playing with a colleague, um, Word Hunt, where we play three rounds of a, of a, you know, kind of like Boggle. Um, this game that I kind of happened on just recently is called Well Word. W e l l word, well word, well word, and well word, and so it's kind of like these these games where you're you know like um, Wordle, you're given a new Wordle every day, mm-hmm. um, you're given a board, a board, and that board is, um, you know, it has on it, uh, what is it like a five by five board, and mm-hmm. so five by five where you are trying to make words. And each letter on the five by five board, you can you have to use three times to close it off the board. Okay. And you're trying to clear the board of all of the letters. All of the letters. Yes. Yep. Okay. And you get points based on how big the words are and whether you use the center letter, um, which kind of gives a bonus. So bonus for longer words, bonus for using the center. And then uh, just like, you know, Wordle, there's a new one every day, new new board every day, new challenge every day, they call it. Um, and uh, the cool thing for me is that, you know, if you pay for the $5 for the app or whatever it was, um, you could see where you are statistically in the world. Oh, you know? there it is. Leaderboard. Yeah, right. Leaderboard. And so today, oh. I, I wasn't clear at clearing the boards. I haven't been clearing the boards, which, of course, motivated me to do more practice. Right? Practice. practice on it. And so... Only 11% of the people who played this game today cleared the board, and I was one of them. Look at so, that. You're in the yeah. top 11% in the world. Yeah, I know. Look at, Look at that. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That that means you uh, – it almost means you get an A. You have to be a little almost. higher to, to guarantee Well, my point score. total was nowhere near. Like I scored like 189 points, and the, the, the leader, the person who scored the most points, scored like 310. So, yeah. yeah. Bananas bananas but that's it's been brought me a lot of joy the last couple of weeks you know where mm-hmm. well world where well, yeah. well word well word well word we'll put in this show notes of course because we always do and there just as a reminder we also do have a page where we put all of the previous joys so if you want to look yeah. at 145 episodes worth of joy you can go and yeah. find <laughs> links to all of it it's a lot of joy. I would, I would, I wouldn't do it all at once, though. It could be overwhelming. That's just a joy overkill, right yeah. there. You'd be a lot of dopamine, and then you'd be yeah. looking at the page every day, all the time, like just trying to get that back. One and, would say you would be overjoyed. Okay, right, right. Wait, I, I'm sorry. Did you say something? I, I'm not sure. Uh, no, I didn't say that. I said no. one would say that. Yeah. Not <laughs> one would say that. Oh boy! All right. Uh, what about well, you, Fred? It, do you have a? Yeah, I do. I'm it, in honor of the fact that we're talking about games today. I'm going to mention another game that I um I play less often, but I like when I play it. Um, and it's a nice one when I uh I, when I'm offline. So I sometimes do it when I'm flying on airplanes or um things where I can't necessarily be connected to the internet but there's a game called uh it's been around a while and they released i think a new version recently but it's called osmos and the new version is osmos plus and basically it sounds really simple basically you're in this sort of circular world and you're a little um 
I don't know what it exactly is meant to be some sort of organism, some sort of bacterium thing. And there's lots of these circular things around you um, and of all different sizes. And the basic idea is if you bump into one of these things that's smaller than you, you absorb it and you get bigger. And if you if you touch one that's bigger, the bigger thing starts to absorb you um, and can ultimately get rid of you. And then you can move around by basically tapping on the phone. And and when you tap it, you shoot a little bit of stuff out and that makes you move in the opposite direction. Right. But that means you lose some of yourself. So you, so you have to be careful. You can't just like fly around trying to run into things because you run out of mass, you run out of stuff that makes you up. So it sounds really simple, but, um, but it's fascinating and cool. And it starts out that way. And then it gives you all sorts of variations on that. Some of them you're orbiting and you have to move yourself in and out of orbit to, to, you know, bump into other things. And I tell you, it sounds like a really simple and B really stupid, but it's very, uh, it's a very cool game to play. And it's very meditative because you have to really be, you're not like constantly mashing on your phone. You're, you're spending a lot of time, like trying to think, okay, I'm trying to get over there. How do I get over there with a minimum amount of effort? Um, and that thing's moving in a different direction and I have to figure out, you know, and I think a lot of that comes down to physics, these sorts of things that of course, sounds very physically. Yeah, that I'm predisposed to. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoy it. It's it's a fun game. It's not, I mean, low dopamine reward for this one. You don't you don't get uh all like you don't get a lot of levels, you don't get a lot of points, you don't get a lot of any of that stuff. It's much more sort of a meditative, uh like calm and and relaxing game to play. Uh that said, I I enjoy it and recommend it. So awesome. Sounds awesome. Awesome. Osmos, O S M O S. So it, yeah. Plus. Well, it's got a little plus sign at the end. Like it does nice. not. It's not spelled out. It's a little plus sign. Well, so, you know. so many pluses out there, right? Like Disney Plus. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Apple TV Plus. plus. Yeah, yeah. Talk about a terribly named service. God. Sorry. Yeah. Man. Sorry. Sorry, Tim Cook or whoever invented that. Because they already had the Apple TV, and they're just like, okay, yeah. what do we name our 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 service? Oh. Yeah. Yes. Apple TV stream, Apple TV. I don't know. Could have been. I don't know. Anyway. Apple stream. Apple stream. There you go. Right, right, right there. You came up uh, with a better name. Yeah. Eh, right maybe there. not. You should. Yeah. A- Apple's probably going to call and I'll, see if you want to go. I will for them. call Tim this yeah. afternoon. Yeah. Tim, uh, Timmy. Uh, he and Tim, I. I call little, little, little Timmy. Little Timmy. Little Tim right. Tim. I'm going to call <laughs> little Tim Tim and give him my feedback. Yeah. Uh, All right, of, we're done with the show, Tim, Tim Cook. Timmy Cook, Tim Tim Cook, little Tim Tim Cook. <laughs> oh boy, yeah. we're probably gonna get sued into non-existence by Apple I was now for making say, fun of their cease, CEO. Cease oh. this letter. <laughs> uh, Please, thank God stop nobody listens. Tim, Tim. <laughs> Our metrics say otherwise. Uh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. But I'm All pretty. Right. I'm pretty sure little Tim Tim doesn't listen. Um, so may, maybe not. No, no probably not. he's a busy dude. All right. Well, hey, we'll catch you next time. In between. See you then. Bye now.